Welcome to Lawyers Who Care, the video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond on behalf of their clients. And on each episode, we will meet a new lawyer, in this case, two new lawyers, and they will share stories of when they went above and beyond legal counsel for the benefit of their client. My name is Andrew Samelin, principal of Samelin Wealth, a nationally recognized wealth management firm for lawyers, law firms, and their clients. So let's applaud Lawyers Who Care and learn from them. Uh, today, uh, my guests are Helene Weiss and Maggie Maybe. Uh, they are both partners at the Marsh Law Firm in New York City. Uh, they focus on uh, childhood sexual abuse, child pornography, and campus sexual abuse. Uh, welcome, Helene and Maggie. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So uh, tell us about your firm. How did you come to it? What brought you to the law? Uh, share with us uh, some of your history. Sure. So um, I started at the district attorney's office doing special victims uh, bureau work, prosecuting child cases, abuse cases, um, sexual assault cases. And so it was a very easy transition to move into the civil sector, prosecuting these cases civilly. And our firm focuses on the civil side of prosecuting these sexual uh, cases where a child has either been abused or an adult has been abused, but primarily our practice focuses on abuse that children has have suffered. And um, Maggie runs our division related to child sex abuse materials that she can touch upon as well. Yeah, I came to this firm right in the height of the Child Victims Act in New York. And so um, what happened in New York is a window was open for lots of survivors of child sexual abuse to finally seek justice and bring their claims. And we came in and we got um, lots of cases at one time. The firm has grown ever since and we're tackling all different avenues. But our firm has primarily focused on representing victims of child sex abuse material, sometimes known as child pornography. And so, um, you know, our firm focuses on that. It's a wonderful place to be in. We represent some of the strongest victims in the world and uh, getting to seek justice on their behalf, not just for every download of the image, but to make sure that we can stop the spread and give them back some of their dignity and control. How pervasive is this? This problem is horrific. It's unfortunately happening in everybody's back pocket. Every child has a device now in front of them and predators go meet kids um, without ever having to actually interact them. They can get inside their home. They can have them create material that they can use to exploit, extort and harm them for the rest of their lives. And kids everywhere are really need to be aware of this and parents can't do much about it other than attempt to monitor it. What we need to do is hold the tech industry accountable. Plaintiffs firms are working to do that day in and day out because because it's what needs to happen. And, you know, this is uh, the Lawyers Who Care podcast where, you know, we talk about how attorneys go above and beyond on behalf of their clients. Um, can you share a story um, that resonates for you both uh, that you can chat about or maybe a case or two? Sure. Um, so in addition to the child sex abuse material cases that we work on, like Maggie mentioned, we also do Child Victims Act proceedings. And we also do Title IX proceedings, which means that if someone has been sexually assaulted on a college campus, we will go in and litigate against that rapist or sexual abuser. And um, last year, we had the opportunity to represent a young woman who during the very first week of college, which is known as the red zone, the most dangerous time of year for anyone on a college campus, 
um, to potentially be sexually assaulted. She was um, heinously and viciously attacked um, on her college's campus by an upperclassman just three days after classes began. And we went through a very long hearing process, a very, um, you know, difficult litigation process with the school, with the university. And after a hearing that consisted of over 10 different witnesses and uh, a lot of adversarial processes, we were very grateful to receive a decision from the school that the um, that the student rapist was permanently expelled from campus. He was removed from campus. And we don't see that a lot in these sort of cases. So to give our client a little slice of justice that she never, never imagined that she was going to receive, um, it just felt amazing. It was it was a real true moment of justice. And uh, we, we are very, very proud to be able to represent that brave young woman. Yeah. And, and on the other side of things, we're also working to hold big tech accountable. There's not just off uh, offline harm. There's also <laughs> online harm that we see every day. We had the wonderful pleasure of representing an 11 year old girl who was matched on Omegle with a predator known as a capper. And that's someone who screen caps recordings of his interactions with children and, you know, coerces them into engaging in sexually explicit material. After unfortunately being coerced to do this, within five minutes, she ran down with her teddy bear and told her mom what happened. And her mom luckily reached out to legal counsel, has been, you know, holding Omegle accountable ever since. We're currently pending a decision in the 11th Circuit. And just recently, we've seen that Omegle decided to shut down its platform. It can no longer sustain itself as an internet platform because it's harming children every day. And that sense of justice for our client, knowing that her first step as the person to sue Omegle has started a rippling effect where companies, tech companies especially, know that they don't have immunity everywhere and they can't keep doing this to kids and they can't keep harming our children without any recourse because there are girls like her strong enough to hold them accountable. And so this video is going to be distributed and folks are going to be watching it from the legal community, from the financial community and other people who are interested in you know your services can you offer maybe a few um a few tips that folks who are watching can protect either a child or a uh, nephew or a family friend what are what are a couple things that you know you could suggest um in that community to to kind of prevent someone from uh going to your office well, as, as far as social media profiles go, children need to know that what they are putting out there on their social media profiles, whether or not it's public or private, that sort of information is information online predators are using to track down those children and to find out information about them. If you have a child that has a social media platform like Instagram and they're putting information in their uh Instagram biography that says, you know, class of 2027, uh, this is where I live, this is my hometown. Those sort of descriptions and descriptors that are used on profiles can be used against that child. So we we really like to encourage uh, parents to limit 
their child's ability to access um, certain social media platforms and if they must be on those platforms to have a private profile and to absolutely not have any sort of identifying information like last name, school, um, or, or certain identifying information that makes it very easy for a predator to track that child down. And, you know, there are apps that can help parents in taking steps to monitor their children's behavior. There are things like Bark, which can be used to, to make sure that sexually explicit material doesn't even end up on your child's phone. But it doesn't work. It's not bulletproof. And the reason it's not is because tech companies do nothing on the other side. Parents can only do so much. So my advice would to be to call a lawyer. And, and try to hold these companies accountable while we still can, because there's no way you can parent yourself out of this. But in the meantime, let's teach our kids things like we shouldn't be taking our clothes off on camera. We shouldn't be sharing our identity with people we don't know. Don't talk to strangers online. And maybe the people you're talking to that you think are your peers are somebody else. So you need to take steps to know who you're talking to. Very, very helpful. And thank you for that. Everyone, this is the Lawyers Who Care video show podcast. Today, our guests are attorneys Helene Weiss and Maggie Maybe. Uh, they are partners at the Marsh Law Firm in New York City. Can you both share some um, social media telemetry that folks can um, look you, uh, find you online or a phone number twice? Absolutely. Uh, so you can absolutely find us at Marsh Law Firm on Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, all of it is Marsh Law Firm, um, as well as you can send me an email at help at marsh.law. Can you repeat that? Help, H-E-L-P at marsh.law. Great. Thank you both for joining us. This has been the Lawyers Who Care podcast. If you're an attorney or no one that might be appropriate for that, uh, please uh, reach out to us at success at samuelandwealth.com. That's success at samuelandwealth.com. Helene and Maggie, thank you much for joining me uh, today. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you.